Money, debt, saving, and investments. What is debt? Well, it is simply the sum of money owed. But of course, you knew that. We are all very familiar with the concept of debt, but this book seeks not only to introduce it to you but to teach you how to live free of it. Some people will tell you it's okay to incur debt. Look at credit cards, for example, if you spent $300 in a month, you'd only have to pay $10 that month, great right? No what they don't tell you is the percentage added on for every month that passes without paying the whole sum off. Debt, the author continues, is the one blockade to building and sustaining wealth. I'm sure you'd want to be wealthy and yes, this book is here to make sure you are well equipped and informed enough to get this level of financial security. There is no such thing as good debt, this is a myth created by marketers in order to make a quick buck on commissions. You are better off saving and paying for that house in full. But if you already have debt, then you can simply reconcile each and every one. Pay it off ahead of schedule, whatever money you receive, just use it to service the debt instead of waiting for it to accumulate. Lastly, to rid oneself of debt and avoid it altogether, the author urges you to curb your excesses and tailor your lifestyle to one that doesn't give room to incurring credit. You want to create wealth, saving is impossible when you have to worry about debt. The thing with saving though is that it isn't restricted to taking money from your job and putting it away. Of course, you can do this, but the author offers readers a much more sustainable option, investing. This way, even though you are out of work, your money works for you and you are able to store up enough funds to see a measure of financial freedom. If you understand money, the idea of saving investing reinvesting saving would immediately stick, but since you don't, here's a brief run through. When the market seems to be experiencing a dip and you lose the money invested, don't panic and sell, instead, you should invest more. Crazy, right? Well, not according to Warren Buffett, he kept investing even after losing $25 billion in 2008. When you invest in a crashing market, when the tides finally change, and they always do, your returns would be even higher than everyone else's, and higher than what you would have gotten if you had sold in fear. Think of investments as your own company, you'd trust that your business will get better right? And you'd stick with it, yes? Exactly why you should invest and trust that your money will work for you and bring in more money. The Stock Market, How to Surf the Waves and Survive the Crashes The stock market, like any financial construct, cannot assure you of perpetual gains all the time you'll invest. In fact, there is as much certainty that it will crash as there is that it will bounce back. The trick is knowing how to navigate the tricky terrain. In the previous chapter, the concept of investing was briefly introduced, but here we will delve a little deeper into just what financial investments mean and what role the stock market plays in it. The idea of shares and stock is simple, a public limited company issues a certain number of shares to the public and if you were to buy a number of shares, you practically own the corresponding percentage of that company. This brings us back to treating the investment as if it was your own, as the author points out. And with the direct effect the company's well-being has on your share dividend, you can see how that makes sense. When the market crashes, as it will, regularly, you must recognize that for as low as it can go, it can grow even higher. If you invested in a crash period, the returns when it peaks again will be astronomical. Although, people lose money because they feel that they can read the market and know when to invest or sell. Wrong. Chances are the market isn't yours to tame, you should instead trust that it can self-heal. People lose money in the stock market for various other reasons, like, appointing someone else to handle their shares, believing in picking the winning stock, and focusing on the surface buzz surrounding the market, the media reports and such and such. 
The author singles out a surefire way to get the best from the market, well, the possible best because no one can beat the market. He urges readers to invest in index funds. An index fund is a type of mutual fund with a portfolio constructed to match or track the components of a financial market index. It is high risk and will test your tolerance and patience. Will you be ready to stick to your gut and bunker down till the storm passes? Or will you flake and sell off your stocks in a panic frenzy? This all sounds simple, but it is a roller coaster ride. The market is a very uncertain animal, it can rise today and just simply dip tomorrow and rise the day after. That's just the way it is, there's no safe way to charter its waters, no compass to know when it will crash, and definitely no way to prevent a crash. But that's where index funds come in when the market does crash, index funds hold promise for a much bigger comeback when the market recovers, and it always does. Index funds investment has been mocked as being for the lazy and unintelligent and some even suggest that with more initiative and wit, you can surely do better, but that's just nonsense really. This part is only the propaganda for those who'd rather you enlisted the service of a very costly investment manager. And yes, this is very bad advice. The author suggests that you simply buy just about every stock in the index and wait on returns, you'd save more money buying everything than on paying someone to pick out the winning stocks. Index funds, investing in bonds, acquiring assets and building wealth. While buying stocks is like buying a part of a company, buying bonds is technically lending money to a company or institution and have them pay you back with interest. They offer a safer route to wealth building, it aids in sheltering you from the effect of deflation, when the prices of goods drop, the value of money increases. Stocks are similar to bonds but bonds are less volatile in value and in returns. The risk involved is also reduced and not dependent on the market's performance, you only have to worry about whether the company can pay you when each year ends. Like stocks, bonds get traded too, with the inclusion of interest rates, it regulates the worth of the bond. If the interest rates drop, it increases in value, but if the interest rates rise then the price at which you can sell your bonds drop. All of this is regulated by the secondary bond market, this is where bonds are traded and monitored. There are three kinds of treasury securities bonds based on the length of time it takes to mature, short-term bonds which span from 1 to 5 years and are called bills, mid-term bonds that span from 6 to 12 years and are known as notes and, long-term bonds known as bonds that span from 12 years in the least and more on average. They are also grouped by level of risk from low to high. Now that we've run through the tools to build wealth with, it's time to learn how to actually use them to create sustainable wealth. Here's where the distinction between bonds and stocks stands out, the former provides wealth but you're going to have to wait a lifetime, literally, whilst the latter makes you rich overnight. The author points out investing in TSAX, Total Stock Market Index Fund if you are looking to cast your net and pull in big returns since by effect you'd own every single company being publicly traded, that's about 3,700 companies. That's how to create wealth fast, now how do you preserve it? Do you remember bonds? Yes, them, they play an important role in wealth preservation. The goal is to diversify your funds into stocks, bonds, and cash, sharing your funds into percentages for the respective portions depending on your personal considerations. Once you accumulate wealth using aggressive stock fund then you should slowly transcend into bonds and then and only then will you be preserving wealth. All of this can sound a bit much for someone who leads a very busy life and you must be thinking, isn't there an easier way to do this and still come out rich? The answer is of course yes. The Vanguard Total Stock Market Index offers a great range of retirement plans even though you are decades away from retiring. 
This is the easiest path to getting wealth, simple, effective and hassle-free. If you think the whole market monitoring is pesky, then this is the option for you. The Big Retirement Plan, Learning to Read the Market and Avoiding Losses. What is your plan for retirement? After slaving hours, weeks, months and years at a job you may or may not really like, what is your endgame? If you haven't gotten one, you probably should invest in Vanguard Total Stock Market Index. It is a surefire way to assure a safe, comfortable and wealthy retirement. If you are lucky, the firm you work for will already have a retirement plan set up for you. This is called a 401k and it includes a structured stock option that will deduct a percentage of your salary over time to invest in stocks that will reach maturity right around the time you retire. It's good because you don't have to bother with knowing the market, hire a broker, or really do much of anything. While you work, your income is busy building up a wealthy payout for you. Now if you recall, this is basically wealth accumulation and you'll remember that if you wanted to be set up nicely, then this is the way to go. But with retirement comes a certain reduction in the drive to aggressively charge at Wall Street so this is where you switch to, bonds. Yes bonds are actually only good for one thing if you think about it, smoothing the ride to retirement. Also, make sure you have an HSA, health savings account, for those medical bills you'd be unable to immediately cover, and for your long-term health care. How to act and live rich. Once you've started investing, saving and doing less actual work, you might wonder, do I have to wait for retirement? When can I use this money, and how much can I use at a time? 4%, yes, you can withdraw just within 4% of your savings, investments in stocks and you'd be in the safe zone 8.5, 10 times. Some experts insist that you can spend, withdraw up to 7%, but the author believes this would be pushing the market too far. According to a study conducted in 1998 by professors at Trinity University, this said fact is proven by repeated testing. With the best and safest outcomes arising from withdrawal percentage of approximately 4%, which means if you could withdraw less than 4% yearly, you could in effect have buckets of money left over for your heirs and their heirs as well. To ensure that you are doing this whole simple path to wealth thing right, you must first establish a balance between your investment options, stocks and bonds. What is the most sensible and lucrative ratio for the two? The author places it at 75 stocks in VTSAX, 25 in VBTLX. This ratio ensures that you are 75% committed to amassing wealth and 25% in preserving it. Now, you might be thinking, why not balance it to be 50-50? Well, the answer to that is simple, it takes more effort to invest in gathering wealth than it does to preserve it. Simple enough. You've heard of personal retirement plans, company-arranged retirement plans but there's one last one that's worth mentioning, Social Security. What is Social Security? This is the government's idea of an IRA, they deduct from your income every month for the years you'll be in active service, and saves it up for you to pay it to you when you retire. Think of it as a trust fund owned by you, and the government as caretakers until such time as you need it. Since the set age for retirement is 65 years, you should be able to start withdrawing from your retirement fund once you retire. But the author points out that if you hold out for say 5 years when you'd be 70, the payout will be bigger, and that if you had started withdrawing immediately after, the checks would be small. This is because your money had been invested and will need to mature, the government isn't simply keeping the money somewhere in a safety deposit box, that would just be a very messy setup and you'd not get interested in the money saved. This sounds like a very sweet deal, having the government deduct a percentage of your salary and giving it back to you after you retire, but here's the catch. 
With these wealth accumulations and or preservation tactics, stocks and bonds offer almost present returns. In your active years at least, but the premise of the social security payout is such that you might not live long enough to collect it, or long enough to enjoy it. The author advises that instead of waiting for the social security payout, you can simply follow his path to wealth and invest in stocks and bonds using the suggested outlets, Vanguard Total Stock Market Index Fund and Vanguard Total Bond Market Index Fund. For one, you'd be able to start retirement pretty early and be able to leave nothing short of a fortune for your heirs, and oh the promise of financial freedom isn't just a promise, it's a reality. Conclusion In a world with a growing number of billionaires, you're left to wonder how they did it, and if you'll one day become a billionaire too. If you stick to the sound advice from the author and tailor your lifestyle to one that favors saving investing reinvesting saving, then before long you'd have accumulated enough wealth to kick your feet up and simply quit your job. The world of index fund investment is waiting for you to cash in and come out the other end wealthier. What is stopping you from taking the simple path to wealth? Invest your savings into index funds, Vanguard Total Stock Market Index and Vanguard Total Bond Market Index Funds. These, in the right proportion, are simply the best way to assure that you both acquire and sustain wealth for a long, prosperous life.